Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 115 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony, and I'm Lou. How you doing today, Tony? I am well. Do you think this right now, right here at this moment in time, would be a good place for me to remind people that this particular episode of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to them by Yumbly. Search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! I'm hungry, fool. Oh, I like that one. I'm pity the fool who's not hungry. A little, little Mr. T in the hizzy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what's going on? Uh, nothing. We apologize for the delay. Yes. My fault once again. Uh, well, and also I, I ended up being sick last Very week, busy. so it wouldn't really? have worked out for me anyway. That. Yeah. You can till, still tell that I'm a little... You got a sweaty... Uh, con- you got some flop sweat right now. No, that's not sweat. I'm what just a little congested. So, it, but your head is wet. What are you talking about? My head's not wet. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. shiny. Your hair is wet. That's gel. <laughs> or something. I'm not sweating. That's some, that's some awfully shiny gel. I, it, it might be. I thought it was the same stuff that I always use, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sweating or anything. No, well, you're not touching your hair. No, no it's, no, it's more, crunchy. More down. It's crunchy. No, not in the front. Here? There, and on the other side at the same spot. Yeah, that would be gel. It's very shiny. Yeah. You should have told me before we went to lunch and I was in public. Yeah, well, I didn't notice it there. <sighs> now you have a nice sheen going <laughs> Charlie or Martin? Uh, it's definitely Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for me. Um, do we have any mail? Any listener mail? Any any uh, contact at all? Any questions? Any comments? What happened? What happened to the page? What do we got? Gene uh, had asked if we had seen the new TV show, The New Normal, and want to know what we thought about it. Yes. Gene, well, we will talk about that in the TV section because I have seen two episodes of it already. Aha. So I've seen zero episodes yes. of that how'd you see two wasn't it only on once uh no then they showed well it debuted on monday and then they showed another episode yesterday on huh. tv on the television set uh, yes wow nice not on tv the cable service no. <laughs> now defunct i believe right. yeah did you watch it on spectre vision no <laughs> were those the two those were like the only two cable channels for HBO a long was around at the beginning wasn't it was it i don't know i believe so that's so weird that, like, I wonder if those got absorbed by bigger channels, you know, bigger stations or whatever, mm-hmm. or if they just went away. Because they were pioneers. And, I mean, in this area, they were the first cable channels on right. TV and SpectreVision. I don't remember SpectreVision. Oh, yeah. I just remember on TV. Yeah. I do remember you could turn to a channel and see it, like, squiggly. Right. You could watch it because it was all analog. Right. So you could watch it, you know, scrambled, right. which a lot of uh, prepubescent boys would do. Yes. At certain times of night. Adult. Yeah. They did. Themed yeah. materials. Late at night. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I have never done anything like that. But if you want, I can tell you exactly what the, you know, scramble channel looks like. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, you got anything else that you want to talk about before we get right into it? Nope. All right. Let's get right let's into get it. Get right into it. All right. What have you been playing? Um, I have played Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes. Yeah. That's all one title. It is. Okay. And it's fun. You know, yeah. it's your typical Lego game. Yeah. So. Walk around, pick up some bricks, jump over some people. Build some things. Don't fall off get of Get the coins. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, it's fun. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. But they, they really don't change between genres. No, it's just a new theme. Right. Yeah. But uh, but fun. Um, I've also played a couple of the demos from Zen Pinball 2. It's kind of like, you know. Pinball. Video pinball. Sure. And that's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. You remember the uh, 
baby Pac-Man video or arcade game that had a pinball play field, you know, with the video game on top. With the video game on top. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm surprised this more people like that. this isn't like that at no. all. No. This is actually pinball but video. The video. Game. Right. Yeah. Been playing on the PS3, which is cool because your shoulder buttons are Are your bumpers. flipper buttons? Yeah. yeah. I think you meant flippers. Flippers. Bumpers you would not be bumpers, controlling. No, you no. would not control the Now, is it just two flippers or is it different for each one? Uh, it's two. Well, I mean, the right does all the rights. Right. But I mean, are, are, do most of them have more than just two flippers? Yes. Yeah. So they're exciting. But there aren't, like, you're not using the four. No, no, no. Buttons. You would never do yeah. that. No. Even in a real that pinball would, game, would you would right. never do that. That makes sense. Yeah. But what's great about Zen Pinball 2 is you get to pick which games you pay for. So, like, they have a whole, like, Marvel Comics line. Like, they have the Avengers and Iron Man. Oh, okay. And they also – so you can just choose to just buy that one – Well, that's nice. – pinball machine, but it's all – In the same player, basically. Right. Like, you'd, you'd start up Zen Pinball 2, and then it'd show you all the tables that you purchased and right. all the tables that you can demo. Like, one of them is uh, – they have a Plants vs. Zombies one that looks cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's neat. So, uh, but, yeah, I have to be honest. I haven't been playing a lot of games. So. Yeah. That's those are the two. That That's it. You're done I, with done. games. All right. Well, since we did our last podcast, Guild Wars Two has been released, and I have been spending a fair amount of time playing it. And uh, overall, I really like the game a lot. But I will say that there are some things that I think they need to work on a little bit. Let me talk about some of the good stuff first. First of all, the world is really beautiful. It's done in a style that's almost more like painted, like watercolor style kind mm -hmm. of. So they didn't go for ultra realism so much as they did a particular style. And the style is very pretty. And the, the world, I mean, there's one city that I've been to so far that is as big as a regular other map zone in the, in the game. So, you know, you go into these map zones that are kind of like continents or, you know, areas of a continent. And this one city, Lion's Arch, is as big as one of those map sectors, which is pretty amazing. It's a big city. It's a big city. Um, and the, the big thing that ArenaNet has been saying that they wanted to do with Guild Wars 2 is make it a much more fun experience for people who, oddly enough, are not in a guild or who don't play with a lot of other people playing the game. Because, you know, one of the problems in all these games is if you get to certain content that's too hard for you as a solo character, you have to group with people either that you know or that you don't know, and that can be, you know, a pain in the neck. Right. Either just finding a group or dealing with people who you don't get along with or whatever. So the way that they fix that problem was by making all these events just happen in the world and anyone who's nearby can go and take place in the event without formally creating a group or anything like that. You just run into the field and start attacking whoever the bad guys are with everyone else who's there. And the system works really, really well. I mean, you get, you know, you'll see some kind of little notification like new event nearby. And then if you look at the map, you'll see an area that looks like somebody like drew a circle around it with, you know, a, a paintbrush or something. And then if you go over to that area, you'll be able to see what's going on and you just take part in it and you get your you know, proportionate level of rewards based on how much, how much you contributed, you contributed right. to the, the, the fight at hand. And um, it's the same thing for whatever loot you get. And the other cool thing that they've done to make a lot of the headaches and MMOs go away is like, there's, there's also a crafting component to the game and the, the three resources are, um, you know, minerals, uh, food items and sponges. Uh, no, not sponges. And um, jelly beans. no, that was a good guess, but no, not jelly beans and uh, wood, right? Uh, so what's really cool is in mo in most in most games, like if you see a rock that you can go and mine, um, 
you have to get there before anyone else gets there or they get it and you don't and then you have to wait for it to respawn somewhere else well in guild wars 2 every player in the game has has access to every node so a node is only used up once you use, use it, it. Yeah. but you could see three people mining the same node at the same time and they all get the same thing out of it which is really cool so th so those aspects of the game are great but one of the side effects here comes the bad well here comes some of the bad one of the side effects of Shemon. of what Bad. She's bad. Shamon. <laughs> is it Shamon? Is it? I don't. <laughs> does anyone really know that does word? Does anyone understand what I, he's saying? I don't think anyone does. But one of the side effects of that is so, okay, so let's say you're an area in, in an area of the game that's for players between, you know, levels uh, 15 and 25. Okay. Okay. Because you can go into an area and and just join in whatever's happening. You might do that in an area that's a few levels above your level and still you'll, you'll be fine because there might be 20 or 30 people doing it at the same time. So now you've completed that area and you can still fight all the, the random creatures or whatever that are in that area or other areas. But what ends up happening is you get to the level cap for the area that you're in. Um, I mean, you finish everything in the area before you get to the level cap. So then you sort of have nothing to do until you, you just have to keep doing those random things over and over things. again yeah. and random little things to get to the next level to go oh, to the next section. That's and that's kind of a problem. Um, the economy is a bit weird right now because all these low-level resources are really expensive because everyone's crafting level is low right now since the game just launched. But I'm sure that stuff will kind of work itself out um, over time. But, yeah, so, so you know, there's you've got the the events that just sort of happen. And then you've got these things where in a certain area, there'll be a person that has a little heart icon near them on the map. And that person needs help with something particular to that area. And once you do that, they have you, a hole in their heart. They, a little bit that you need to, to fill with something that's really of yeah. your choosing. And, um, and so, you know, you, you're kind of done with an area when you've done all the world events and filled all the hearts. And there, there are other things like there are these vistas that you can go to, which are places that are high up where you watch a little, you know, scenic like pan around of that area, which is kind of cool. So and there are also points of interest um, that are marked on the map. They're they're just marked unknown point of interest at first. And then once you find it, the name is filled in. So there are four different things. There are the people that need the help. There are the vistas. There are the um, transporters because you can fast map travel to anywhere you've already been. And there are the points of interest. And so once you've done all those, you're pretty much done with that area. But again, you usually end up finishing that before you're at the level cap for that area. Um, but the thing is, is there are so many NPCs in all the little towns and villages and cities and everything that they really should add like just side, side quests you know, to those people so that you have other stuff to do once right. you finish the main stuff on the map. Now, the other big aspect of the game is your personal story. So when you create your character, depending on your, your class and your race and a few questions that you answer at the beginning, your personal story is going to be a little bit different than anybody else's unless they've chosen the same things, you know. And so your personal story is something where you go and you do some activities, you know, every few levels, um, and they it kind of gives you a backstory as to what your involvement is in the big overarching story of the game, which is getting rid of these dragons that have appeared after millennia or whatever. So overall, I think it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. And I should remind people that once you buy the game, it is free to play. There are free no play. monthly charges, no monthly charges, which is really, really cool. The game is beautiful. Uh, right. Shamon, Jesse, now Jerome, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Salt and pepper kicks. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll come back to that later. But 
it's a really cool game. It it needs to be tweaked a little bit here and there, but I, I think ArenaNet is more than many other companies really concerned about you know the success of that. It, in that respect, listening they just to want the, to make the money. No, they don't just no, want to make the money. Wanna they want to make something great. Well, that's not a very good business plan to not make the money. No, I, I'm not saying they don't want to make money. Oh, they, they do want to make money. They do want to make money. So they're out for the money. They're not out for the they're money. They're not. That makes no sense. <laughs> I think you might need to retake one of your econ classes. I'm just saying. And maybe one of your oh, listening no, classes. Not going back to that. <laughs> um, but I highly recommend it. And um, still not as great as Guild, the original Guild Wars, I would say right now. But I think if they can address those issues and get some more like side content in there, I think it will probably be the best and most fun MMO side you can booties. buy. Side bo- Who does not want lots of side booty? <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, the other thing that I want to oh mention is in a lot of games, you can you can swim and go underwater and do stuff underwater, and, uh-huh. you know, you run out of air and you have to go back up and all this. You know, there's none of that in Guild Wars 2. You, every character has a, a breathing mask uh-huh. that once you go underwater, it just automatically equips. And there are whole, whole bunches of... Um, well, that makes sense because it's Guild Wars. Is it G I L L E D? No, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was that's clever though. Okay. I like that. But the, I mean, there are whole quests and everything that take place entirely underwater. You never have to come up unless you're, you know, going back onto land. But I want to talk about this one other thing that's in the game that is one of my favorite things, which are these. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that. I'll talk about that some other time. Okay then. But uh, but anyway. So um so yeah, I highly so, yeah, recommend I it. it. Uh, go go shell out the fifty bucks. Play the game. And uh, and let me know what you think. Shamalama ding dong. You just can't stop working in the music references, <laughs> can you? <laughs> That's the only thing I've been playing, so I'm done with my games. It's your, done it's your turn. With your games. It's your, it's your turn. Uh, well, speaking of Guild Wars 2, having suspended sales just two days after the release of Guild Wars 2 due to servers being so overwhelmed, ArenaNet has now made the game available again after deploying a number of new European and North American servers. Yeah, that was literally just the first two days. It's the first 48 still hours. News. Don't belittle my news. I'm, I'm just saying. It's it's very hard to find video games. It's a news. week and a half old at this point. Well, it's still news. Okay. To some. Okay. <laughs> Who don't play games. Um, Steam users can currently download the public beta for Steam's Big Picture. It is a new user interface designed to be used on televisions with controller-based navigation. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What does that mean? So you hook up your PC yeah. to your TV, and now they have on the Steam screen you pick... Uh, big picture mode, and then it's formatted to be easily, easily, lately. Oh, I know what that means. My question is. Then what's the question? My question is, what is this leading to? Well, there must be a reason for that. There's been all these rumors about the Steam console, and everyone thinks this is uh, the first step toward that. Very interesting. Yes, I'm. I'm in favor of that. Yeah, that's what we need is another console. I have a feeling, though, that it wouldn't really be anything that you would be buying other stuff for. It would basically run PC games on a TV. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Right? I mean, doesn't that seem like is sure. probably what's going to happen? So if you if you don't have a PC that's capable of running, you know, these powerful games that need a lot of graphics, processing horsepower, and all that kind of stuff, you would just buy this box, download stuff from Steam, and basically you would be playing PC games on your TV. However... I'm thinking you still are going to need a keyboard. Shimon. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> ne- now Jerome. <laughs> what, okay, so in that um, TV show, uh, I don't even remember what it was. 
there was no idea what you're talking about. There's some singing TV show recently, or some some TV show where one of the people on the show was named J Roan, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no it's idea not a show that. that you saw. No. America's Got Talent, maybe. J J Rome. I think it was J Rome. I don't remember. Was there some other singing show on recently? America's Got Talent. That was it. That I can think of. I don't know. But anyway, every time this person came on the screen, we couldn't. It was like obsessive you compulsive. Had you had to go Jesse. Now, now J Rome, because he called himself J Rome. Yeah. Not Jerome. J Rome. I can't remember what that person was from. May I continue? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, there is a new update for Plants vs. Zombies on iOS devices that features five new levels, a new Last Stand Endless mode, and three new achievements. I like it. I'll have um, to tell uh, my wife and son about that. They'll be very excited. Yes. They will. Uh, the writers of the National Treasure films are currently working on the script for the upcoming Uncharted film. Oh, that's cool. Hey, is uh, the next uh, Plants vs. Zombies two? Is that going to come out this year or next, next year? year? Next year, okay. I, think I, I know I couldn't. Re- I couldn't remember the date though. Um, Sony will unveil a prototype head-mounted VR display at the upcoming Tokyo Game Show, which will bring us even further into total immersion gaming. Um, there yeah, was something weird online about uh, a Chinese video game show called China Joy 2012. Yeah. Did you see anything about this? No. And uh, it's very, it's very weird. Asians are obsessed with breasts. I don't know what it is. It, it's, it was just a, just kind of a strange. It, it, just look up China Joy 2012 and then watch all the videos. It's just is weird. Is that Joy J O Y or J O I? No, it's J O Y. Yeah, so check that out if you want to see some weird, you know, stuff from China. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, but go on. Uh, Atari and Microsoft have created HTML. HTML5 versions of Asteroids, Pong, Missile Command, and a few more that anybody can play for free at the Atari Arcade. www.atari-arcade.com So there you go. That's pretty cool. But you know what's so funny is they, it only works in Internet Explorer. Can't play it in any other browser. Really? Uh, no, that's not true. If you play it in other browsers, you have to watch ads. If you play it in Internet Explorer, there's no ads. Oh, because it's Microsoft. Right. Very clever. It is clever. Mr. Bond. Yes. Uh, finally, a, med- a metal. That, that was the, the, probably the worst. That was probably the worst James Bond impersonation I've ever done. You said, thank you, Mr. Bond. And I said, yes. That sounds absolutely <laughs> nothing like James Bond. I mean, I didn't even try on that one. I don't know what my problem is. Finally, a Metal Gear Solid movie is currently in the works. Ah, that sounds like incredible information for our listeners. Is that a little better? Nice, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, Sound a little more. Uh, what was that movie where he was the voice of the dragon? <laughs> I am the last one. Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie called? Uh, was it the Last Dragon? No, the Last Unicorn. No, that's the one with Vanity and Apollonia. No, just Vanity. Oh, okay. I don't know. What was the name of that? It's dragon last, Tale. It's not the Last Airbender, is it? The Last Airbender that, that just came out like last year. I don't know what that is. Well, it's not that. Where'd you pull that one out of? I just was thinking last. Hmm. Last of the Mohicans? The last of the catchers in the rye? No. No? I'm going to find it. Okay. I don't know that it'll be worth it once I find it. But See if you can get that gadget to work a little bit faster, won't you? It's taking up too much of my time. 
I've far more important things to do than watch you fiddle around with that gizmo. Dragonheart. Dragonheart. There you go. Dragonheart. Uh, is that it for video games? Dennis Quaid and Pete Postlethwaite. I don't even remember that he was in that. Who? Pete Postlethwaite. He was. Or Dennis Quaid, actually, but. They were. Wow. And Dina Meyer. Who's Dina Meyer? Why does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, I remember Dina Meyer. Wasn't she also in, uh. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah, she's a nice looking girl. Just saying. Um, okay, are we done with games? Yes. All right, then we're going to take a Are quick you done break. With your little games? Uh, I don't even know what that Shamon. means. <laughs> Jesse, Nat, Nat, Jerome, Salt and Pepper Kicks. <laughs> Did you know that Salt and Pepper had a, a third person? Yeah, Spinderella. <laughs> DJ There's Spinderella. There's something I don't know about Salt and Pepper. <laughs> that's that's really sad, actually. Amy was convinced last night that um, Queen Latifah was part of Salt and Pepper. No, no, that is not true. Was she part of another group? No, she I, was I'm sorry. Uh, was she part of another crew? <laughs> <laughs> No, she was solo. So when they're not rapping, they're rowing. Is that it? Because they're all part of a crew. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. A lot of TV to talk about. Let's talk about things that we have both seen, of TV such as The Voice, to talk about. which has just started again. Yes. Now, I want to say right off the bat that I think that that show is doing a much better job of introducing us to the people singing. Now there's a little story that goes along with every person so far. That's my complaint right now about it. Well, okay, it but... It takes too long. I fast forward all, over all You know all what, stuff. though? But I think that's going to make the at least the first half of the season more interesting because we didn't ever know anything about anybody yeah. except for maybe one out of ten people. And then we didn't care about anybody. So once the chair turning part of the show was over, it was like, well, why would I keep watching this? Because the rest of it was a complete time waster. I like this a little bit more. Yeah, I fast forward over it. Um, I just want to see the singing. Yeah. Uh, Christina, what's her name? Still a disaster. Who's falling out of her clothes at Uh, every turn. I find her entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. She just seems kind of annoying and petty. I find her more useful than CeeLo. Yeah. I'm I never feel, quite sure I feel if like he's... CeeLo wishes he was somewhere else. I, well, I'm never quite times. sure. I was just going to say, I'm never quite sure, if unless he's, he's talking, if he's awake. Because <laughs> right. he's always kind of sitting back, you know. Yeah. I don't think his neck moves. And he's so, got those really stubby sausage fingers. Right. And arms, even. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he, his neck doesn't move. So right. he just, like, leans back in the chair. Well, he doesn't have a neck. And he's got the big glasses, so you can't see his eyes. I think he's probably, he's probably asleep most of the time. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I, I I definitely enjoyed that first episode more than I have the previous, you know, chair-turning episodes. Oops, I dropped something. Um, but I, I didn't realize it was on three nights in a row, so I didn't see last night's. And I'm not going to be home tonight, so hopefully they're recording so that I don't miss them all together. But I will say there was the guy from Scotland originally. Remember him? What did he sing? Uh, he sang uh, like I said, teenage, I did... teenage Wasteland. Yeah. I really like that guy a lot. Like, I love that kind of voice. It's a very, you know, old, old school kind of voice, that kind of higher, you know, no falsetto kind of thing that I really like. And uh, I hope he does well. He was off key a couple times. Nobody really blew us away on that first episode. What about on the second episode? Was there anybody really? I've only seen the first episode. Oh, okay. And X Factor starts tonight, and because of that, I cannot see the voice. So Can't you record them both? I am also recording something else, which we will talk about later. Oh, okay. Fine. Be that way. Um, 
So you've been watching Louis as well? I watched a couple episodes on Netflix. Okay. I don't love it. Really? Yeah. I, well, it's which, not as funny as I thought it would be. Which which ones? Well, I said it's more like yeah. it's more like uncomfortable funny than. Yeah. And it depends. And it depends on the episode. Like some episodes. Some have, episodes are real downers. I saw one that was a downer. What was that one? Uh, the one with Joan Rivers. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, was that old? Yeah, it was like the second season. Oh, is this the third season? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, uh, before this season. Um, so first I, and second season are on Netflix for instant streaming. Aha. Aha. And enjoyment. Da. Enjoytainment. And uh, enjoy. En- oh. Has anyone ever used that before? Yes. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah, it's not as funny. I, I just want it to be a little more laugh out loud funny. And I also think that the acting is, I don't know. I liked it. I, yeah. I'd watch more. Yeah. I'll watch more before I give it a solid review. Right. But where I'm at right now, not really as funny. My favorite moments are the moments that don't involve the main story. There was one part where he was trying to order food or something and like, that moment was really funny because yeah. it, like you said, it was just an awkward conversation, right? That like went on this crazy side tangent, and that to me was the best part of that episode. Yeah, like in this one episode we saw the other day, he was at a hotel somewhere. I mean, the episode we saw the other day was hilarious. I mean, just absolutely hilarious. But it starts out and he's in a hotel room, and you know it's daytime, but he's still asleep, and the phone rings, and then it's like another phone in the room is ringing. And, like, after about 10 rings, he finally picks up, and you hear the person on the other end of the phone saying, Hi, this is housekeeping. You have a do not disturb sign on your door. What time do you want us to make up the room? He's like, What? She goes, You have a do not disturb sign on your door. What time do you want the room cleaned? He's like, I have a do not disturb sign on my door. What do you think that means? Why are you calling me? She's like, well, we have to know what time you want the room clean. He's like, I want you to clean this room never. Don't ever clean this room. And hangs up on <laughs> but it's like little moments like that right. are so funny. But I mean, the episode that we saw, that episode in general was really, really funny. Uh, I wish you had seen it because it was hilarious and I'd like to talk about it. But anyway. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's not. It's definitely not a laugh out loud no. kind of show. And that's show. what I was kind of expecting. Yeah. You were expecting it to be yes. laugh out loud? Oh, no. Because his and, stand-up's really funny. And 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 sometimes in the episode he does stand-up. Like, he'll show a minute right. or two of his stand-up, and usually those bits are really funny, right. too. But um, are you done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much again. Yeah. And, uh, some, somehow we entered in some other well, world. Well, Kelsey's leaving, and I want to say goodbye, and I want to thank her because she gave me some very cool birthday presents. Oh, actually, yesterday, yesterday was your birthday. That's Let's right. Yesterday that. was my birthday. And thank you to all of those of you who wished me a happy birthday on Facebook. That was very nice of you. I didn't see any of those on the page. You'd, no. They did it on my personal page. Oh. Well, those are people you know. Well, some of them were listeners from the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought it was very nice of them. That is nice. That's all I'm saying. Um, How come they're not sending us letters on our uh, fan page? Well, I think, I don't know. They're all busy with their lives. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Um, So uh, did you want to say anything else more about Louie? No. Or do you want to talk about the next thing? Let's talk about the next thing. All right. Go go on. Moving on. Go for it. Moving on up. Go for it. To the east side. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on up. Shamon. <laughs> no, you've now mixed metaphors again. Uh, so go ahead, talk about this. Uh, one. We have both watched the two-part TV movie. You call it a micro series. Yeah, that's a ridiculous name. Um, what was in two parts? And they were labeling TV. it as they were labeling as as a mini series. But it's more of a micro series. It's yeah, two parts. I'm going to call it a two part TV movie. Okay, that's fine. I'll continue micro, micro series because ridiculous. I might be able to trademark and make some money off of that <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Good luck on that. Thank you. Um, 
on A and E called Coma. Yes, based on the uh, bestseller from the seventies. Yes. Also, there was a movie that's in right seventies starring yep. Genevieve Bujold and yeah. uh, Michael Douglas. Now, what was her claim to fame? She was. She was in the movie Coma. No, no, no. But she was. Uh, she was like married to somebody famous or something, wasn't she? Really? Wasn't she? Wasn't there some She's some other un? Uh, <laughs> wow, that was wonderful detective work on your part, by the way. I thought there was something, something else noteworthy about her other than what, you know. She's also in the movie Dead Ringers and Tightrope. Hmm. It's probably not what I was thinking of. But anyway, we don't need to spend any time on that. I was I just curious. I don't see about her okay. being married to anyone. That's fine. Of note. Um, so. Uh, I mean, I'm sure she's married to someone, but. You never know. She could be a spinster. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, this one stars Lauren Ambrose right. with a fine cast of characters. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure I've seen her here and there in other things, but really the only thing I ever I saw her in. Her. That's because you never watched Six Feet Under where she was amazing. No, but I but I, I think really the only thing I ever saw her in was Can't Hardly Wait, right? Yeah. Wasn't that her big break kind of thing? But she made it huge on Six Feet Under. Right. But wasn't that movie before? Yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, what made her a star? I would say it was six, six feet under. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I thought she was great. She was really great in this. Um, lots of other people. Richard Dreyfus was in it. Gina Davis. James Woods. James Woods was great in this. He was. No. Yeah. And I liked that he was not cast as you know a horrible person, right? Which is so easy to do with him because he's good at that too. But um, do you want to do you want to talk about the story? Because I don't think we're going to be like blowing anyone's minds with. Uh, well, you know. The story is just about this med student who finds out that they're like experimenting on people from the hospital and putting them into comas and on purpose, on purpose to so move them they to can... another facility so they can experiment on them. Right. And uh, and it is coming out on DVD, so I won't ruin any. Oh, OK. Yeah. But I will say that for. Uh, I mean, you could tell just by me saying that that it could easily be a storyline from the 70s. Right. But they ha- handled it well enough to where I was completely entertained through the whole four hours. I, I thought it felt very current and applicable to current, you yeah. know, concerns about the medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry and stuff like that. And and, and I think I think it, what's great about the story in general is I think it really makes you feel for people on both sides of that argument. I mean, obviously, there were bad guys in this and good guys, but... You can't completely discount the bad guy's point of view in this story. But they just painted them to be such bad guys, they did. though. That, they like, did. But but you but when you think about what the movie's really about and right. what the story's really about, you kind of have to, you know, it's... it's Ellen very, Burstyn. It's very Ellen not clear-cut black Burstyn. and white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's it, it was interesting, and I agree. I was We were very entertained. Very entertained. Yeah. A lot of suspense. Yeah. There was one little really suspenseful part that, like, in the grand scheme of the movie, didn't make any sense to me. Like, it just was removed from the rest of the story. Uh, do you want to talk about that at all? Can you say it without... We'll talk ki- about it off the air in case someone's going to okay. watch this. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Crazy guy. Oh. Kind of, like, didn't yeah. really fit into the whole... I yeah. Mean, there were connections. Right. But it didn't really fit into the... It kind of took you away from the main story for a good... 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But was entertaining. So I'm, it not, was entertaining. I'm not faulting them for that. Right. But it like, was entertaining. It and it was a good, it was a good, you know, uh, confuser. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So there was that. But yeah, it was, it was very entertaining. And I think, it, I think it was very uh, worth watching for sure. Yes. I felt those were four hours well spent. I agree. So, 
Uh, what else have you watched? Uh, Master Chef. You already know who won, right? I already know who won. Master Chef is over. Yes. Christine has won. Yes. Um, very happy she won. AKA Blind Girl McSqueezy. McSqueezy? <laughs> did you remember that <laughs> that from The Office? <laughs> that did you remember that from The Office? No. Michael Scott, his one of his characters that he would play in his <laughs> improv group was a character named Blind Guy McSqueezy, who was blind, <laughs> so he would just walk up to women and do this with his hands. <laughs> Very you don't funny. remember that? No. It was so funny. funny. <laughs> um, yeah, she won, and you know I really like her, and I'm happy that she won. Oh, here really... comes a big butt. Here comes Tony's big butt. I don't really think she deserved it. I think she won because she's blind. You're just gonna say that you think Becky should have won. Well, no, Becky was out. It yeah. was between. No, I'm gonna say I think Josh. Judging by what they made at the end, I think Josh should have won. You didn't her... get to taste it though. No, but her dishes were. I mean, they all said her dishes were very simple and very like, like for her dessert. You know, it's the final. For her dessert, she made a coconut sorbet. Yeah. I don't know. That's not exciting. She won for a reason, I'm sure. He made a pecan pie with, like, a caramel sauce, made his own vanilla ice cream, and then put bacon in the crust of the pecan pie. Well, that That's much really more good. inventive than coconut sorbet. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about their other dishes? <laughs> That's just one. I bad. Uh, I agree with... He just was, I felt more creative on all three of his dishes. One of them, he had a little, um, like, he didn't prepare the lobster correctly for his appetizer. But uh, I will say, this is a terrible thing, but when they're showing the plates, like, his are beautifully plated, but hers, like, there's splatters and stuff, you know, because she's blind. But didn't you have somebody with her helping her clean up? Yeah, but this time they must not have let her do that. Oh, okay. Because there were, like, some of them. And she still won? And they they didn't falter. They didn't falter for that. Right. Like, they, they, you know, complimented on on the presentation, but you could see drips and splatters all over the plates. Wow. (laughs) I'm glad you're laughing hysterically at that. That's really funny to me. (laughs) Wow. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I would have been, I think, just based on everything else that I did see over the course of the season, I would have been happy with either one of them winning. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Becky Very did entertaining. That show's so entertaining to me. I love it. Yeah. And it's nice to see a, a more normal side of Gordon Ramsay, too. Yeah. You know, because he's, like, kind of the nice guy. I mean, I guess he's sort of in the middle. The middle, right. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I want to move from there to uh, a show on Food Network called Restaurant Stakeout. Okay. We talked about this before. This is the show that they already said before it even aired that, you know, a lot of it was staged and, like, they even to the point where they had, like, fake employees working, like, actors acting as employees just to ramp up the. Remember, I reported on Yeah, it a few right, weeks ago, right. Um, to ramp up the story. And, like, it's so obvious. There's this one. First of all, the guy who that comes in to, like, it's restaurant owners contact this guy who apparently has run a number of successful restaurants and they set up all these blind cameras. So most of the show is you watching like their day-to-day operations okay. without the waiters and the and the kitchen staff knowing that knowing. they're being watched. Right. And so this guy is watching it with uh with the restaurant owner right. and he's commenting on it. And uh which is very entertaining, but you can tell who is like not really an employee there. There was one guy on the episode I saw. He was training. It was his second day, I believe. And he just goes up to the bartender. And he's like, hey, the owner told me it was all right if I got, like, uh, scotch on the rocks. Like, come just on. Just, like, stupid stuff No like one would that. ever yeah, do right. that. Right. No one would ever do that. So then she, like, gives it to him. But then she calls the owner while the owner's sitting there watching right. it. Right. And, like, it just was too much. Yeah. But, uh, but the funniest part of this whole show is the guy 
like the experts. Right. So ridiculous. First of all, when they show him like just talking, he talks really loud and really fast, and he knows about everything about the restaurant business and service. And like, is he is he from somewhere or not? Probably, probably yeah, like okay. you know somewhere in New Serbia England. Serbia. Like, oh, okay. no, 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 no. You He's were doing American. like a foreign accent there. Probably like, like a little New York, okay, uh, yeah. Italian or something. Right. I don't, I don't know his name. But uh, but behind him is like all these law books. Like he looks like he's doing a like commercial for like a. a a, you know, attorney <laughs> yeah, who right. does, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like injury cases. Yeah, yeah. Peter Francis Geraci. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's just so over the top. But I have to say, I've been really like uh, entertained by it. But even though you, so even though you know that it's uh, like a lot of it's BS, it's still funny yeah. and fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll have to t- check it out at least once. Um, but yeah, ridiculous. Okay. Also, they've been showing a lot of the newer shows that are coming. They've been showing their pilot episodes on Hulu Plus, so you can go and preview it before they even air. So I'm going to start with uh, the Mindy Project, which is the new Mindy Kaling show, which you can – I don't think airs for like another week, week okay. and a half. Um, but you can see the pilot episode. And I have to say, it's really good. It's really cleverly written. It's kind of done in a romantic comedy style. Right. Um but she now, kind what of does pokes that mean? fun at that. Because you said that before, and I wasn't sure what you meant by that. Well, she's kind of the uh, – it's just kind of formulaic in that way. She's just a girl looking for, you know, love. Oh, okay, like, okay. I see what you're saying. And uh, it kind of goes through all those formula – you know, formulaic instances. That, but right. she always points out, like, oh, this is so in Harry Met Sally. Or, right, right, right. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it – at one point, she's doing it, but then she's poking fun at it. Right. But it's really cleverly written. I laughed out loud many times yeah. during it. So yeah. I think I'll enjoy that. She's kind of playing the same character she did on The Office. A lot of... Uh, she can't be quite that stupid and oblivious, though. Because isn't she like a doctor? Yeah, but she's still kind of really? like a little clueless. That's kind of very like Very hung up on uh, pop culture, and they're like... The whole thing is like pop culture references. Yeah. Um, huh. Very similar to that character, which I would imagine is probably much like her, but she sees the humor in it. Right. She's but, uh, more self-aware than her characters. Right. Yeah. But um, but enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we're definitely going to watch that when it, you know, at least when it airs. We don't really like watching stuff on the computer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the Hulu Plus on your Blu-ray player? Uh, we do, but that would mean another subscription that I have to pay for. It's like $7. $7. Okay. Um, I've also seen the first two episodes of The New Normal, which is the new Ryan Murphy show, which is on That's the guy behind Glee. NBC? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it kind of, at first glance, looks kind of like a ripoff of Modern Family. Right. In fact, even the name of it, Modern Family, The New Normal. Right, yeah. Um, it was entertaining, and it was written well. I think they, they steered a little too close to stereotype. On some of the characters, that's what it seemed like from the commercials. But, uh, but you know, there's truth, some truth in some stereotypes. So, well, there's a lot of truth in most stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I, I was trying to be politically correct. Right. Yeah, I don't care about that. I know. <laughs> um, but even the Ellen Barkin character, which is very like homophobic and racist, and yeah, know, just very. You know, I hope they just shell them out a little more three dimensionally. Do you think she gets offended that she gets cast in a lot of parts where she's that kind of person? I think she just wants to check. Yeah, you're probably right. Because she seems to play that kind of character an awful lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have to say, she's good in it. It's good. I mean, it's there's, it's quality. Yeah. The acting's good. Yeah. I just think it's, you know. By the second episode, I started to feel a little more for the characters. I mean, even though, like, a couple of them are 
like I said, very stereotypical. Like you'll start to see other sides of them and yeah. like them a little more. Well, I mean, but even Glee is like that. Yeah. You know. But Glee, I think this – well, no, I won't say that. I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I think this is a little more genuine. It takes itself a little more seriously than Glee, but I, I don't think that. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Modern Family is way more genuine than this is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really got that that feel to it right. in general. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be able to help being compared to that because – even right, some of the storylines are right. kind of similar. Right, because it, it isn't there a gay couple who it's adopts a, gay a kid. Who wants, well, they uh, they hire a surrogate. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. right. Yeah, right. Um, so okay, so the last one I'm really interested in hearing what you revolution, yeah, which is the new J.J. Abrams produced. It's produced. Okay, drama. so it's not like his show, but he's not. In it. fact, the first episode was directed by John Favreau. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting, and it was entertaining. Um. It was another one of those deals, though, where it's kind of overacted and kind of the character's a little extreme. Yeah. I mean... But I, I like I, the premise. I think I've mentioned so this before, but every time I see the commercial and I see that girl who's like the guy's daughter or something, I guess, uh-huh. who's, who seems like she's like one of the lead characters, if not the lead character, I, I always think to myself, she doesn't really look like she can act well enough to carry this whole show. I can't say that she was, though she's one of the main characters, I can't say she, it was mostly about her. Oh, well, that's good then. She was in a large part of it, but there were other things going on. And too. then the the uncle, is he one of the main characters? Her dad's yes. brother or whatever? Okay. He's over the top. Yeah. And, you know, he's been in a ton of stuff, um, and he he does a lot of genre work. And Billy Burke is his name. Billy Burke, yeah. I, I wonder if that's, well, I'm not going to look it up, but I think that's the, probably the guy I'm thinking of. Maybe. Yeah. Let me let me look it up. Um, look, look who now has an iPad on his side of the table. Well, you know, sometimes you have a need for an iPad. Um, He's been in all the Twilight movies. No, that's not who I was talking about. Oh, who are you talking about? Uh, is that the uncle? Yeah. Um, that's not who I was talking about. Then you're thinking about the father. Um, I don't know. Let me let me look. Let me see who I was thinking of. Uh, You're talking about this guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the father. Oh, that's the father. Okay. Yeah. yeah he does a lot of genre work, and he's always he's always a little overacty too. Um, but uh, but I I am you know looking forward to watching it, but I have a feeling it's gonna end up in that whole. Absolutely. It's already flash forward the events. And like maybe not even as good as those. Like yeah. what was that one? It's very reminiscent of flash forward. What was that one that I was watching with the dinosaurs? Terra Nova. Terra Nova. <laughs> like I feel like it's going to be at about that level. Um, no, it's better than that. It's it's. I would compare it to flash forward. Okay. Of all the things that we watched. Really? Yeah. Because I like flash forward a lot. Yeah. I, I was very disappointed when that got canceled because I really wanted to see where that went. There I agree. Was some There was some good stuff in that yeah, show. I agree. I mean, it's just Joe. This Fi- could have good stuff in it. Joe Fines was just so terrible. Who is this Daniela Alonzo who's in that? Dear Lord, she's attractive. At least in this picture. She, she That's not the girl who I said I don't think can act, is it? No. I don't remember who she was in it. Uh, in fact, I don't even see that girl's picture in here. That's so weird. She's the third girl. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Boy, she doesn't even look like that in the commercials. Well, you want to have a good-looking headshot if you want to get hired. What? So they I think she looks look- better in the commercials than she does in that headshot. 
is what I'm saying. Oh, really? Yeah. I I mean, I think so. I don't know. I don't think all this visual talk is good for the podcast. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Follow along on your own iPad or computer, won't you, people? Yeah. I'm done with the things I've seen. Okay, so we're still watching Perception, and in the first part of the two-part season finale, uh, it was really cool because he... Um, he dies. No, that would not make for a good show. He gets contacted by this guy who leaves him a mysterious letter and he meets him in the middle of the night on the college campus and somebody shoots the guy in the eye with a crossbow and awesome. kills him. Awesome. Kills him. So then he goes to, you know, tell his FBI friend, you know, uh, Rachel Lee Cook, and they send the all the FBI guys out there and there's no body. There's no body. There's no evidence that any guy was ever there or killed. So it spirals into this whole thing where, like, this guy has uncovered this He's crazy. He's this, crazy. this plot, you know, this crazy plot by these people to kill this senator and kill his wife and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the the episode, or towards the end of the episode, you realize that almost none of anything you saw in this episode has actually happened. That he's been, you know, it's been a On delusion. A yeah. Right. So the the last thing that was actually real was... Um, was when they couldn't find the body and she dropped him off back at home. And then he spent the rest of the weekend in his house alone, like imagining all this stuff was really happening. But then uh, what was really cool at the end was, and, and they couldn't find like any evidence that the guy that he said he met ever, ever actually existed or was ever a student or anything like that. He was never registered at the college. Cause he said, you know, he was, a, he was in one of his classes a few years back and all this kind of stuff. So he was never registered there. They couldn't find anybody with that name who looked like what he said, this guy looked like or anything. So at the very end of the episode, the FBI agent's partner says, you're going to want to see this video on YouTube. And he puts up the video and it's the guy talking about how he's uncovered this conspiracy and he needs to tell the world. And that's how it ended. So it was a really cool episode. Ah. Really cool. Do they know yet? Uh, how many episodes have there been so far? Well, it's the season finale, so, you so know. What's the answer? 10, to 12, I don't know. Okay. Um, do they know yet that she's all that? I think they're all pretty well aware of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's, that's a question. That's been a big concern of mine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a question. Um, and uh, we also, on Netflix and since streaming, started watching White Collar. Yeah. We started with the pilot. And I have to say, I like that show a lot. It's, it's, uh, there's a good rapport between the main characters, and I like the main guy, you know, Bryce Larkin it's good from the Chuck. characters get along. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times on shows, there's no chemistry between a lot of the characters. You know what I mean? Right. <coughs> well, you've got Tiffany Amber Thiessen, so sure, you know, she's sure. kind of the and backbone of the show. She's sure. actually good on it. Yeah. She's she's really good on it. She's very, you know, she's very natural on it, which is cool. She plays the wife of the FBI guy or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a very entertaining show, and and the stories are kind of fun, and you know. Um, I don't know. I like it so far. And then we've still been watching Anger, Man Anger Management, which I still maintain is very funny as well. No. Now, you have not seen any of that show? I have not. And I just, I'm like, oh, I don't want to see Charlie Sheen. But I have to tell you, since we've met last, Charlie Sheen was on Jay Moore's podcast. And I almost didn't listen to him. I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to an hour and a half of him. But, you know, he's a really smart guy. Uh, I, I believe and I've heard that. Entertaining. About him. Yeah. Yeah, the show is very funny. My whole the show perception. is very funny. I, I, I have mean, to tell he even you, talks about his whole crazy period, how it was a crazy period, and how yeah. like, he regrets a lot of it. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's his like his timing and delivery on the show is is very good, and it's you know it's sitcommy, so it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be Modern Family, so it's not that kind of show. It's much more of a sitcom, but he's he's very good on it. It's I have much to say. more according to Jim. I never saw that, <laughs> unfortunately. 
or fortunately. No, it's fortunately. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, that's all I got for TV. Um, okay. Ready for some uh, miscellaneous. This is why I told you I was done. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, there's not much new on the American Idol rumor front. Nicki Minaj and Keith Urban are still said to be strong, strong contenders for two of the judges' seats. And it, you know, actually there's an update from this. And it is certain now that Randy Jackson will, in fact, return as a judge following Enrique Iglesias. What is wrong with you today? I can't speak today. What did you have for lunch? Glue? <laughs> no, I had the chicken salad, <laughs> which was a bit spicy. So maybe. That oh, was. there you go. Following an Enrique Iglesias deal falling through at the last minute. So he's so no Randy, longer going to be a mentor. He's going to be. He will be a judge for sure. Between Nicki so Minaj and Rand, Keith Urban. No, both of them. It could be four judges. So oh. it would be Randy Jackson, Mariah Carey, and those other two. Oh, I forgot about but Mariah But from what I understand, Mariah Carey is not very happy about Nicki Minaj. So we'll see where as, that goes. As being another judge or right. just in general as existing? I think both. Oh. I'm going to have to side with Mariah on this one. I'm going to have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry Winkler will return as attorney Barry Zuckerhorn on the new episodes of Arrested Development on Netflix, which are shooting right now. So there you go. So his character is great on that. So that's a that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, you really need to, you know what? Now that you have the Netflix, you really need to start watching those shows. Okay, we'll watch that at Absolutely. some point. Um, breaking in creator Adam F. Goldberg has signed a deal with ABC to develop a Wonder Years type show set in the '80s titled "How the F Am I Normal." Whenever you name a show something like that, yeah. it's almost always a sure sign that the show sucks. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it's true because you're you're doing you're turning just... you're turning off people automatically right. and causing trouble just to cause trouble. I, I get very annoyed with stuff like that. You gonna be okay? No. <laughs> should I continue or should we take? Yeah, a break? go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, Sean Ryan, creator of The Shield, Chicago Code, and the new Last Resort, is bringing a version of Beverly Hills Cop to the small screen. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? This show will focus on Axel Foley's son, who is also. A oh cop, my god! And Eddie Murphy will make occasional appearances as Axel. Wow! Is this real? It's real. Is it April first? Nope. What is going on? A TV Beverly Hills Cop starring the son of Axel Foley with yes. Axel Foley played by Eddie Murphy making occasional appearances. Yes. Wow. I'm glad you understood everything I just said. Wow. And it's okay. So not only is his son a cop like him, but he's a cop who for some reason is working in Beverly Hills. Right. Well, he's got, he has to go deep, deep, deep undercover. <laughs> is that what it said? Oh, remember in like Beverly Hills Cop two or three? That was on the commercial. Well, it's oh, in the right, 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 right. Deep, deep, deep undercover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. uh, this is not my locker. <laughs> um, I'm sure there'll be bananas and tailpipes. <laughs> You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe. Um, it looks like a Wonder Woman series is a possibility once again. Yes, this one would be an origin story on the CW. Have you seen the new trailers for Arrow? It looks like it could be pretty good. Yeah. I have, and it does. It's weird, though. You know, I kind of don't understand decisions sometimes. Like, you know uh, how sometimes a big company will buy a really successful small company because that really small that small company is really successful, and then once the big company buys them, they, like, change everything about it, uh -huh. and so it's not successful anymore? So, so how does this compare Well, to that? because the Arrow was a character who was on many seasons of Smallville, uh -huh. so now they're like, oh, everyone loved that character, so let's do an Arrow TV show, right? And so they do it with a completely different person and they completely change the format and style of the show. 
Not saying it's not going to be good. It just seems weird to me that they're going that far away from. They're the going car- deep, deep, deep undercover. Up, it looks like it from the commercials. But anyway. Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Halls. Scott Thompson will play a member of Lawrence Fishburne's FBI team on the upcoming Hannibal Lecter series. So is Fishburne out of CSI? I guess so. Because he, he's been on that show for a couple of years, right? Well, he's got others that now he's looking for Hannibal Lecter. Wow. That seems weird. We'll see. That, that's, that's like, why don't you just do a TV show where, you know, chronicling the day-to-day activities of Darth Vader, the, you know, dentist or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, Lauren Michaels has chosen three new SNL cast members, which all hail from Chicago. Oot. They will replace Kristen Wiig. <laughs> Annie Samberg. I have, I have Annie Samberg. But it's Annie. Well, Annie Samberg will do yeah, it. Really. Right, right, right. And Abby Elliott. Okay, I don't know who that is. Um, Chris Elliott's daughter. Oh, okay. Who was on the show. Did I tell you, by the way, that going back to talking about perception, that starting a few episodes ago, um, there, there was one episode where the the dean of the school was trying to get him to go to this fundraiser that he didn't want to go to because he doesn't like crowds and people and all that. And the dean was telling him how important this one lady was, and he just looks at him blankly and goes, I don't know who that is. And, of course, I got a big laugh because, you know, I say that all the time. Uh-huh. And then they did it, like, every episode for a few episodes. So I'm kind of hoping that it's hit one of his catchphrases now as a character because, you know, I feel obviously a personal connection to that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. It's nice. Always nice to see stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, CeeLo Green is working with NBC on a semi-autobiographical scripted comedy series. Who would that be about? Uh, semi-autobiographical. <laughs> right. I was hoping you would go, uh, CeeLo Green. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Christina Ricci will appear on the next season of The Good Wife. That's the one with the big head? Yes. That's okay. Lollipop Girl. Lollipop Girl. <laughs> lollipop, lollipop. I mean, her head is just so huge. And her eyes. Uh-huh. They're they're gigantic. She was too skinny on Pan Am, I thought. I think she looks better. She's one of those people that looks better with a little weight on her. Little heft. Just a little, a little bit. Girth. Look <laughs> Well now you're just getting weird. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think she looks a little bit better, not so skinny. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know in what shape she will appear on the show, but she they will haven't, they haven't said. They, they have haven't not. they haven't done like an outline of her character no. yet. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that it for TV? That's it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Okay. We're back and it's time to talk about movies. What have you seen? Well, I caught the, uh, comedy using air quotes right now. (laughs) The change up with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right, Terrible. where they kind of wish they had each other's lives. Kind of wish I had the two hours of my life back. <laughs> Not good. It's terrible. Well, it starts out like the very first joke in the film is a poop joke. You know how we're not fans of the poop joke. Sure. And right. this one is just Chock not funny. Them. Not funny and just pure, like, shock value. And, it, like, from that point on, it's... Went downhill. I, I hate to use a pun here, but it, like, left a bad taste in my mouth. Ew. It's yeah. disgusting. It's kind of what happens. Ew. And uh, and it just was never funny, and it's sad because both of those people are very funny, right? And I think the premise could have been funny if written well, right? But it wasn't. No, I have to admit I didn't even make it all the way through it. Really? How yeah. far did you get? Uh, probably like two thirds. Oh, then I just gave up. You gave it a fair shot. Yeah, yeah. Bad. That's disappointing. Uh, for my classic film project, if we can call it that, <laughs> I caught the 
uh, early 90s movie Nell. Now, this is the Nell Carter story? Uh, exactly. Okay. Pre-Give Me a Break. Right. <laughs> right. Pre-Joey Lawrence days. <laughs> Pre-Joey Lawrence days. Uh, Joey no, Lawrence? Is, he was on Give Me a Break. He was? That's where he got his start. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I remember that. Um, this is the movie with uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I don't know this movie. I don't think. I like to say it in the Irish accent. Liam Neeson. It's <laughs> good, huh? That was Irish. Yeah. Okay. Um, and his wife who had <laughs> passed away, Miranda Richardson, I believe right. her name is. Okay. It is Miranda, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and of course Jodie Foster. Okay. Playing a challenged girl, I guess we'd call her. Challenged, like retarded. Yes. Okay. Well, I think you need to say mentally challenged, because challenge could just be like she's working on a crossword puzzle and it's really hard. That too. Everything was very hard for this girl. Okay. Um, but it wasn't so hard collecting the paycheck for this film, though. And it got a lot of Oscar nominations, and it surprises me because it's the perfect example of movies from that time being completely overdramatic. Yeah. And just like doing everything to tug at the heartstrings and right. Just, but like overall, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Oh, really? You didn't oh, yeah. like it? No. Oh, okay. All right. So you do not think it deserved any Oscar noms? No. And luckily it did not win any Oscars. So there so. you go. So there you go. There you go. Uh, the only things that I've seen lately were on Netflix as well. And I would like to point out, by the way, that I have complained in the past about Netflix instant streaming. First time I told you I had a very bad experience when we tried to watch The Expendables, and it looked absolutely terrible. And then you realized it was Sylvester Stallone? Uh, that that was just his face. I mean, no, um, no, that actually was a problem because we went to watch it again later, as you know, and it looked much better. So I don't know what was going on that first time. But now the thing that I've been complaining about is that there's no surround sound uh, because it really makes a huge difference. Um, and what I found out the other day was it's actually not Netflix's fault, but the particular Blu-ray player fault. that we have that we've been watching on on our big TV does not support surround sound through Netflix instant streaming. Totally your fault. Um, so I am going to apologize to Netflix for poo-pooing them, and uh, I'm gonna maybe switch Blu-ray players so that we can get one downstairs that you know will actually do surround sound. Because upstairs we don't have surround sound in our bedroom; we just have the TV. So I don't care if it's on there. So you can switch around. Do a little. I think we might do a switcheroonie. Wow. Yeah. That's a big move. We're going to try. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so on Netflix Instant Streaming, we saw two movies. The first was called Lunopolis. And oh, you, it's... Of course, you start with the one that I don't have queued up. Oh, I'm sorry. And Lunopolis You're is... still going to stick with that too, aren't you? Yeah. Lunopolis is the... It, it, it's a, you know, one of the movies in the sort of Blair Witch vein where it, it's supposed to be a cinema verite kind of thing. Uh -huh. And it follows these two guys who have stumbled across this recording about uh, something weird that this person found related to the moon and it this kind of bizarre story unfolds about people like humans from our future who have invented a, a way to travel backwards and forwards in time and how they are trying to prevent something from happening so that they never do some of the stuff that they've done in the future and it's a it's kind of twisted, and I actually don't even remember ex exactly what the deal was with that part of the story, but um, it was pretty entertaining. I have to say, I was surprised. I mean, it, it's pretty hokey in parts, but there were some really cool story elements, and they 
tied things from the beginning of the film into stuff at the end of the film in a kind of nice way and it was it was kind of entertaining i mean if you like sci-fi it's definitely different than most of the sci-fi that you'll see in the movies or you know even in movies that are on video or whatever so um i would probably recommend it i thought it was pretty cool would you recommend it for its tagline there are people on the moon they're from the future and they're running our government yeah, I'd recommend that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. There, it sounds like there's a conspiracy in there somewhere, so I'm all for that. Um, and what do you assume the uh, the Netflix rating out of ten for that is? Five and a half. Six point two. Oh, okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, even you didn't give it much credit. No, you you asked me what I thought the Netflix review would be, right. not what I thought of it. I'd give it probably a. I'd probably give it six and a half. You know. What I liked about it was that it was different than, you know, other stuff. And there were some very there were some genuinely cool sequences in the movie too that I really liked. Uh, and then the other thing that we watched on Netflix was uh, a Nicolas Cage movie called Seeking Justice that I'd never even heard of. And So let's watch it. <laughs> I'm telling you we were so bored that night. There was like nothing to watch on TV. And I have to say it was actually really good. Yeah. It was good. It was a good story. It was um Nicholas Cage is married to January Jones and she gets assaulted and while she's in the hospital this guy starts talking to Nicholas Cage while he's, you know, waiting in the hospital for her. And um you know, he's like uh you know, he's talking to him about how the, the police will probably never find who did this to them and all that kind of stuff and and uh you well, know, that seems if, a little forward. Yeah, exactly. And and how, you know, if if he wants somebody to you know, take care of the situation, Ah. you know, give him a call. He says, it's not going to cost you a penny. You know, we may ask you to do us a favor at some point in the future kind of thing. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, (laughs) no, 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 no. And, and he gave, he gave examples of, of what that might mean. Right. And they seem, they they seem pretty benign. It wasn't quite washing cars, (laughs) but they seem pretty benign. So, you know, he's all upset. So he calls the guy. Burger run. Burger run. Exactly. (laughs) Getting some coffee from the DD. But, uh, so, so he calls him. And, like, within hours, the guy who did this to his wife is dead. And, you know, so months go by, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call that... uh, Time to pay the piper. Time to pay the piper, and they want him to kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... And he's like... It's all the benign things. Exactly. And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, this is not what you told me I'd have to do. I can't do this. I'm not a killer. You know, he's like doing all that kind of stuff that you would expect him to do. And, and he, you know, and it's not like he just agrees to it. He's, you know, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. You know? And they're like, they're like, do you, do you really think it's okay for, you know, a child molester and somebody who does all this horrible stuff? Do you th- really think it's okay for them to go free? And he's like, no, but I'm not a killer. I can't do this for you. Have me do something else, you know? And they're like, no, this is what you have to do. And, and, and I forget what they threatened him with, but I think it was basically that do this or guess what? Now we're going to abduct your wife right. and then see what happens after that. So, so during the course of this process, um, and, and it turns out the guy that they send him after is not who they said he was. And the security cameras in the area where he was supposed to do this were not, as they said, they would be disabled. And so he gets like busted for killing this guy. And uh, so he uncovers this whole like 
cabal of of secret cells of this organization that are all over the world doing this that started off you know for a good reason again to to try to fill in the gaps where the justice system wasn't working or wasn't working quickly enough but this one guy in particular was just like completely out of control with the whole thing and this is the guy unfortunately who he's gotten mixed up with but it actually turned out to be a really entertaining film and it was it was very well done and he was much less Nicolas Cagey than he is in most of his movies would you recommend this movie on its tagline Uh, oh let's hear it vengeance always has a price yeah I'd go with that I'm cool with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what do you think the IMDb rating for this movie is out of 10? Uh, I'm going to go 6.8. You're much too generous. 6.1. Really? You're going to say 0.7 is much too generous? Yeah. It's not even one point. Let's see the terrible movies I saw. Uh, what do you think the changeup got? I don't know. 6.4. Okay. So we're in the same ballpark. And then Nell. I bet Nell is a little higher. No, 6.3. Wow, that's weird for a movie that was so widely regarded By the way, I said Miranda Richardson is Natasha. Natasha. See, I always confuse them. Only one is alive. Well, who's Miranda Richardson? She's her sister. But, I mean, what is she? she? Well, you know, okay, well, here's Natasha. Uh, I don't recognize her. She must be dead. dead. Okay. Um, I do remember her being on Top Chef and being kind of mean. Wasn't she? Wasn't she the one that was on Top Chef and she was mean? her sister. I don't recognize her at all. Uh, you would when she was younger. Here. Really? Yeah. That's not really what she looks like now. That's what she looked like before. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a big difference. I think she's had some work done. <laughs> or should. One of the two. I'm just kidding. That's mean. Um. All right. Anyway, so that's all I've seen. You want to go into miscellaneous? Oh, we got some miscellaneous here, don't we? Uh, I believe we do. Uh, okay, then. The past weekend was the worst weekend at the box office in the past four years. I can honestly say I don't even have any idea what movies are out right now. The Possession was number one. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, like a like a ripoff of of Exorcist. Exorcist, yeah, with uh, Kira Sedgwick. I don't, I'm not a fan of hers. Um, she looks too much like her husband. You know how they say like if people live together, yeah, they they start to look like yeah, each other. They really look like each other. Who's her husband? Kevin Bacon. Oh, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> They've been married for like 27 years. Doesn't mean I knew it. <laughs> I probably knew it and forgot it. It's probably one of those. You know we do an entertainment podcast, right? Yeah. Is uh, their marriage really that entertaining? Let's be honest. No, because it's so there you go. lasted 27 years. So, the so entertaining there's nothing, ones are the ones that nothing entertaining about it whatsoever. After a few. Uh, the Star Trek... The, uh, what is wrong with me? The Star Trek salad. sequel now has its official title, Star Trek Into Darkness. Wow. So it's like two titles in one. Star Trek, Trek Into Darkness. Right. Right. Let's take a Star Trek Into Darkness. So you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. That was actually a line from a movie. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig will, in, will appear in at least two more Bond films after Skyfall. Well, that's good news. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. That's good. He can't go back. He signed, you know, that's that's he good. Signed some papers. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because, like, before Skyfall was announced, weren't we like not even sure that any Bond films would ever right. get made again? Right. So that's good news. And people were already saying Michael Fassbender. Just, they were just walking around saying that Michael Fassbender. <laughs> hey, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Uh, speaking of Bond, Adele will sing the theme song for Skyfall. Wait. Oh. Okay. 
Oh, right. You, I like to put things yeah, in order yeah, here, okay. and you just—you know—I'm very happy about that. Actually, me too. Not that I'm a huge Adele fan. I mean, I like her music. I'm I, just not like you know into it. But it's in the vein of like the old Bond, right? Movie, where like they always had a popular Shirley British Bassey exactly. Or I or, like that a lot. I I kind of wish though that that the production of the Bond movies would go a little bit back to the more spectacular kind of stuff too. You know, like the crazy underground layers and all that kind of stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think. But that's, I think they're trying to stay a little more real. Well, they're trying to make them more like legitimate on their own rather than just right. for Bond fans. And I and I can appreciate that, but I don't think you have to get rid of that stuff. Again, d- did you ever go and watch the International? No, it's not on Netflix. Since it's oh, okay. Because didn't you say recently you were thinking of watching that? Yes, because it's uh, directed by Tom Twyker. Gotcha. Right. Um, you know, that had that kind of thing and it was a perfectly legitimate right. film, but um but yeah, I think that's cool that they're that they're doing that. Uh Martin Scorsese will produce a documentary on Chicago film critic Roger Ebert. So there you he's go. He's still alive, right? Or did he yes. die? Okay. No, he's alive. Jim Carrey will appear in the kick ass sequel. Wow. There are at least two things wrong with that sentence. Jim Carrey. And the fact that there's going to be a kick-ass sequel. I thought you liked the first one. I, I did, and I didn't. I did, and I didn't. You know, it's it's not a movie that needs or should have a sequel. I feel. You think they're just gonna keep doing what they were doing before? Like it's not gonna have anything original to it? Yeah, I mean, what's the point? There's no point in a sequel to that movie. I.e., Hangover Three. Well, I've still never seen any of those, so I don't know. Um, Jeffrey Wright will play BT in the Hunger Games sequel, Catching Fire, which started filming this week. Really? Yes. Just started filming now? No. Shouldn't they have sort of fast-tracked that whole thing? Um, yeah. Okay. Michael Keaton will appear as the CEO of Omnicorp in the RoboCop remake. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. You were so serious there. <laughs> well, no, it's just like I'm thinking of Ronnie Ronnie Cox, who played the, the CEO of Omnicorp in the original. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know he can he can be intimidating. He's very tall. You know he's Michael Keaton was Batman in the Tim Burton Batman's. There was nothing intimidating in any of those movies, <laughs> except the length of time spent on Prince music in the first one. <laughs> I was intimidated by that, and the bad jokes in the one with Doctor Freeze or whatever his name was. Um, that wasn't Tim Burton though. Oh, who was that? Joel Schumacher. Oh, okay. Wait, Joel Schumacher? Did or he do Joel? Sh- Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Did he also do Showgirls? No, that wasn't. No, him, that's uh, Joe Esterhaus. Oh, that's right. That's right. Or Paul Verhoeven. No, Paul Verhoeven did Robocop. I believe he did Showgirls, too. Did he really? Yeah, Joe Esterhaus wrote it. Paul Verhoeven. Oh, okay. Really? It, yeah. That's kind of funny. Wow. Way to follow up two uh, smash successes with something terrible. Because he, he was pretty hot at the time because of RoboCop and Total Recall. And then he does Showgirls? Are you sure yep, it was him? He did Showgirls. Wow. He did Showgirls between Basic Instinct and Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers was such a waste. It oh, could have been... It's it entertaining. Could... Much more entertaining than I th- thought it would be. When did you watch it? Like shortly after it came out. Yeah, watch it again. It's pretty terrible. Oh, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I'm saying I mean, if you compare better it than Hollow Man, which he didn't. If you compare it to RoboCop and and Total Recall, it's terrible. Well, I don't love those either. I know you don't. You should watch those again too. No, I'm not. Gonna. Um, all right, what else you got? 
Oh, what else do I have? Um, James Cameron has stated that Avatar 4 will be a prequel. We haven't even seen 2 yet. <laughs> Why is he working on 4? He needs to just focus and concentrate on a good story this time. I also read that a lot of uh, either 2 or 3 will take place underwater. Well, that's not surprising. It was, uh, the movie was already all blue. All you got to do is put a little bubble filter over everything. Yeah. They should just have everyone kind of like walk in slow motion and put a bubble filter over it and then they'd just call it <laughs> underwater. That'd be kind of funny. Um, Nomeo and Juliet has a sequel on the way. Sherlock Gnomes is currently in production. <laughs> That's awesome. Sherlock That's really Gnomes. funny. That is funny. John Travolta is rumored for a Toxic Avenger reboot. Well, I saw him on a lot of tabloid covers the other day. Yeah. Seen those? Yeah. Is that all true or is that all false? I, there's rumors, so who's to say? But there, <laughs> but there are a lot of them. From a lot of different sources. Right, right. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying is the rumor of him being gay true. I'm pretty sure that everyone in the world knows that he's gay. Right. The rumor is about did this person really, re- really have these tapes of him frolicking with another man in a pool or something like that that he's shown to the world. You would think that would be on YouTube by now if it was true. Right. The YouTube. She's waiting to get a lot of money for him. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, okay, this is really interesting. As a promotion, I have to say, by the way, going back to this last story item that you just mentioned, I'm surprised. That doesn't seem like something he would do. Uh, he's got to do whatever he can to. I mean, he's really got to clean up his reputation a little right now. And you think the Toxic Avenger is going to do that? No, but maybe he needs to clean up. The only people he needs to clean up his reputation with are people who are his like his wife and his children. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, I doubt that his wife is surprised by no, any of this. No, I'm sure she knew but, before. But it, it's like, you know, the people who are going into senior citizen, that's going into senior citizen age bracket, all the women who have been in love with him for three decades or four yeah. decades. That's the people who he has to clean up his reputation with. Toxic Avenger is not going to sell well to that crowd. Right. right. Um, as a promotion. OK, this is really interesting. As a promotion for the upcoming animated film Wreck-It Ralph, Steve Wiebe will attempt to beat the title game's all-time high score at a pre-screening party, which should be easy since there is no current high score champ for the game that doesn't really exist. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. That's so funny. Oh. And finally. Finally, some sad news. Yes. Green Mile actor Michael Clark Duncan, dead at 54. That is really sad. It is sad. I liked him. I liked him a lot, actually. He was from in that- Chicago. He was in that show, The Finder, that we watched last year, last season, that we really enjoyed. And he was great on it. He was great on it. Um, boy, Steve Wiebe, he, he, he just like keeps cropping up. I don't understand. I mean, obviously, they, they've made a game. Apparently. Game. Have you seen the previews for it? Yeah, it looks good. It looks really cute. And I love, you know, again, I love all the cameos by real right, right. characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's sad about Michael Clark Duncan heart attack, heart attack. He had a heart attack and then he was in the hospital for like three weeks through four weeks afterwards before he died. Right. Ugh, that's gotta be horrible. Anyway, cause the food's not good there. No, that's really not what I meant, but well, glad you threw that in there. Um, all right, true, we're going <laughs> to, you're probably right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. Okay, we are back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Moosh, moosh. Mooshy, moosh. Moosh. Keep going. I'm still no, drinking. That was a little too dragged <laughs> out. That, that was too Not proud out. of that one. Thanks a lot, Mike. 
Um, all right. Of course, the big news today, the iPhone 5 has finally been officially announced. Tony, please go through the list of all the new features. Um, all right. It's the iPhone 5. <laughs> that is not a feature. <laughs> uh, let's see. It will be 18% thinner. Okay. It will be 20% lighter. Can we talk about big stuff like the size of the screen? Sure. It will have a new 16 to 9 ratio, 4-inch panoramic screen that has 44% more saturation than the iPhone. So basically the phone is not any wider than the previous phones. It it's longer. just longer. I'm, I'm actually disappointed and by that. Thinner. I'm disappointed Why by that. Why should it be wider? What? Why would it be wider? Because it's too small right now. That's uh, why. Uh, well, but who wants a huge phone in your pocket? Well, I don't put my phone in my pocket. Well, I do. Well, you're not going to put this one in your pocket. It's too long. Uh, no, it'll still fit. It's not that much longer, I don't think. Oh, whatever. I just think, I, I just wish it was wider so that typing on it was easier. Typing on the screen keyboard was easier. Turn it on its side. Now it is longer. Yep, that's true. There you go. Uh, as expected, it will use the LTE connectivity. 4G, real 4G, not the fake 4G. Not the fake 4G. It also has a new CPU which Apple claims is two times faster than the current iPhone 4S. That's crazy, because the iPhone 4S is pretty flipping fast. In real life, they claim it loads web pages 2.1 times as fast. That's pretty great, if that's true. Now, I wonder if that's just the processor or the processor combined with LTE. I don't know. Because if it's the combination, then that's not so great. Right. Uh, battery life. Now, this is impressive. Eight hours of 3G talk time, eight hours of LTE browsing, 10 hours of Wi-Fi browsing, 30 hours of video. That's impressive. And 225 hours of standby. That's like 10 days. That's crazy. That's a lot of time. That's good. Now, here's the thing I'm most excited about. Camera features. They have updated the camera. Uh, it has a five-element lens and an eight-megapixel sensor. Backside illumination, a new hybrid infrared filter, and a nice f2.4 aperture. It has a new dynamic low-light mode. Uh, and a sapphire crystal. Do you even know what any of this stuff means? Uh, some of it. Because you just said you're really excited about this, but I'm I'm thinking that maybe you don't know what a lot of this stuff means. Okay, low light mode. I think I can figure out what that right. is. Right, sapphire crystal. Um, that's because. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Because if you scratch the glass on, like, if you scratch the glass. On oh, your... over the lens, you mean? Right, right. Sapphire crystal over the lens. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Don't mock me. Don't mock me. <laughs> oh my God, he gave me the stink eye. <laughs> uh, the image capture is also faster, 40%, they say. Wow, that's good. Because it's already not so bad on the 4S. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Panoram panorama mode. So there's a new capture mode called Panorama. doesn't quite require you to stitch photos one by one. Just pan the phone, and it will automatically capture a panorama for you. Even if you can't hold it steady, iPhone 5 is smart using its gyroscope to correct for any variation in motion and make a perfect panorama. That's pretty interesting. That is pretty cool. It also gets rid of any moving objects. What? How does it do that? <laughs> well, I could see that. I guess if a car went by, it's taking enough pictures of it that it'll... It would know what's it would part know of the what... scene and what's not. Right. That's, That's still really, really cool, interesting. Yeah. It's still really cool. The final result covers 240 degrees. That's pretty... That's good. Yeah, that's more than 180. That's Very good. Your math is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the previous iPhone, this one has 1080p full HD capture. They claim they have improved the image stabilization in this version 
and added face detection, so it will be able to tag people automatically in videos. Cool. And th this is good. It will allow you to take full still photos while recording video. That's very cool. Yeah, but what I'm hoping is that you can go into a video and just like, yeah, you I'm know, sure. shuffle back and forth and, and just grab a picture out of it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. They've also made the 720p front camera better. It also has face detection, and at last, the operating system will enable FaceTime over cellular. So, wait a minute. Now I'm confused. What's going to happen to all the apps that are the old screen shape when you run them on this new long screen phone? I don't know. That's a good question. Huh. Uh, Apple has also upgraded all the audio, the microphones, the built-in speakers, and the earbuds, now called EarPods. EarPods. It now has three microphones on the front, on the back, and the bottom. These will improve the quality of your voice calls, whoever calls, and sound recordings. I don't know what the whoever calls means. <laughs> uh, more importantly, they have included noise canceling without the need for external specialized headphones. And Apple says that their technology cancels the noise from the place in which you are in, so you hear the voice on the other end more clearly. Well, I'm glad they're canceling the noise from the place which you are in and not some <laughs> random place that has nothing to do with where we you are. We have added airport noises to your, to your call. What the hell? I'm in the middle of a field. What do I need you to cancel out airplane sounds for? Um, the speakers have much better quality now, going from three to five magnet transducers, which will result in a clearer, richer sound. Uh, let's see. They also improved the quality of voice calls. <laughs> I think we covered that already. I know. Uh, the phone will use more of the spectrum bandwidth to send much. Okay, I don't care about that. Nobody blah, cares about blah, blah. that. New dock connector. Oh yeah, the new connector. The and but the, now the phone will include an adapter, right? It will include an adapter. And right. a cool thing. I mean, it's minor, but it's cool. You can put it in either way, so you're, there's no way. You know how like. Oh it, yeah, if that's you try nice. Try to put it upside down; it won't connect. That's this nice. Now you just stick way. it in. Just stick it in. Wow, no. I like that. Because uh, that's kind of my MO in general. So pricing and availability, you ready for this? Yep. Uh, it's the same as always. 16 gig is 199. 32 is 299. 299. with a two year contract. Right. Uh, the release date is September 21st. A week from Friday. Yes. And if that's too expensive for you, the iPhone 4S is now $99 with a two year contract. And the iPhone 4 is free with the same contract. Crazy. Crazy talks. Interesting that Apple now has three products available on the market, whereas it used to be strictly one. There was only an iPhone available at any one time. There was the oh, iPhone. Oh, the last couple of things. They I know, but I'm saying iPhone. it's interesting to me that they're doing that now because they didn't used to do I that originally. They always used to do that with the They iPhones. did not. When the, when, the, when the 3GS came out, you couldn't get the 3G anymore. When the 4 came out, you couldn't get the 3GS anymore. I don't anymore. agree with that. I think that's false. No, it's not false. Because remember there was all this stuff about that's one of the reasons there was no insurance because people were going to break their phones so they could get the new one because there was only one phone available at any one time originally. I don't know about that. It's true. Anyway, so there you go. There's the iPhone 5. Volkswagen is taking some heat for an ad in an uh, Indian... There's also a lot of iOS 6 new things, but you can just look that up online. <laughs> I'm tired of reading. <laughs> it's fine. Volkswagen is taking some heat for an ad. There's also a new iPod uh, Shuffle. Touch and iPod Nano, yeah. which apparently the iPod Nano looks like a small iPhone. Can I see it? Let me find it. Can I? Oh, that's pretty cool. Can I? Can I get to it, please? Uh, okay. It doesn't look as Nano as the old Nano. Looks less Nano. 
Looks like twice as big as the old Nano. Or is it just half as wide? I don't know. Oh, okay. Can I get on with this? If you must. Okay. Volkswagen is taking some heat for an ad in an Indian publication that talks about their cars being exciting, and embedded in the ad is a little vibrator. What? <laughs> so, okay. So Volkswagen at one point did a an ad where when you open the pages of the ad, there was this little sensor embedded into the ad that when it, you know, when you open, it would see that there was more light and it would play this little audio message. So they put the same kind of sensor in this new ad, but instead of speaking, when you open it, it vibrates. And the oh, ad, so what's the problem? And the ad talks about cars being more exciting than other things. And so, like, all these people are up in arms that they oh, basically Oh, well, that's are, foolish. Yeah, whatever. Uh, there's I a thought dis- you meant that when you said it was embedded in the ad, I thought somewhere in the ad was a picture of a vibrator. No, like, the ad actually vibrates right. oh, to, to, you know, as innuendo. I think people are getting a little over yeah. carried away with There's that. a design in play for a new airport in London that would be built on platforms tethered to the Thames Riverbed. The plan includes a floating terminal... A terminal for new high-speed trains that'll take passengers to London or other parts of Europe. Four runways on either side of the main terminal, each five kilometers long, and would cost $80 billion. A lot of dollars. It's a lot of dollars. Uh, part of the reason for this plan is that uh, during the Olympics, London had a huge problem with getting people in and out of the city because Heathrow is getting old and just wasn't enough to, to fill the capacity. Uh, new you know study. you belong to the city. I've been told that in song many times. Uh, a new study by the University of Oxford shows that organic foods aren't more nutritious than conventionally grown versions, and they contain only slightly less pesticides. Further, and, and, and both organic and regular foods were both below the, like, you know, right. pesticide limits. Um, further, organic farms are actually turning out more pollution during harvesting per unit of food than conventional farms. So why is that food three times more expensive? Goodbye, Whole Foods. Exactly. Um, Boston Dynamics. Cheeto- you'd, be, you'd be surprised at how many hippies or, or hipsters, rather, are going to like say this. Stand by right, it and, and like, they'll say this study is nonsense, right. which is ridiculous, right. absolutely ridiculous. Plus, you know, a lot of you know, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to deny that there are bad parts to bioengineering food. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard these stories about like you know a, a food or a seed company will make this seed that uh, it doesn't propagate. So you have to keep buying the seed from them every year. You can't just like plant new seeds from the ones that you already have because it's infertile basically. So that's not cool because they're obviously doing that to make more money specifically. But like when I, when I make roasted peppers with organic peppers, I always notice that there's like almost no meat on them. Like, there's very little actual pepper left after you take the skin off, right. which is very annoying. So, but I mean, a lot of that has to do with which isn't mentioned in this study. I mean, it's talking about the nutrition here and right. the pesticides, but also they they're using a lot of hormones in a lot of these growing methods. Well, this study has nothing to do with that. Right. Well, I don't know if it has anything to do with that. It just I mean, wasn't mentioned in what I read about it. So, I mean, and don't they kind of attribute the overuse but of hormones aren't, in everything? Aren't to- hormones only used in animal? Though, I don't think they put those in vegetables. I think they could use in plants as well. What, what would you, what would a hormone do to a plant? It's not like the plant is eating. Oh, okay, maybe hormones not the word, but they're using something to genetically modify it to make bigger squash. Right, that's what I was it. talking about about the peppers. Like the peppers that you get that are conventionally grown have been probably genetically right, but there modified. There are many beliefs that that contributes to 
some of the like whether it be allergies in children or right. children prematurely yeah maturing uh, exactly exactly i think that uh, i think most of that stuff is though hormones from livestock and chickens and stuff like that more than the genetic modification of the plants because it's it's a different it's a totally different kind of process you know what i mean um and and yeah it didn't what i read about this didn't even touch on that right. stuff it was just about the plant stuff and the nutritional value right and the and the right and and the output from the farms right so it was saying that the organic stuff is actually a little bit worse overall but anyway uh, Boston Dynamics Cheetah Robot is now officially faster than the fastest humans, clocking in a run at 28 miles per hour. That's kind of creepy. A robot that can run at 28 miles per hour? Because how long is it going to be before they make those that just, like, they just send them out into the field and, well, you we know. Have cars that go much faster. Knock them. people down. Yeah, but. You could send those out. Right. But the enemy would be expecting to see a truck or a tank. They probably wouldn't be expecting to see a robot this big that could then jump up and strangle them or something in their throat. Oh, I didn't know it could do all that. Yeah. Well, uh, it probably can't. I mean, but a it'd real be... cheetah can't do that. Oh, sure it could. Could strangle you? Hey, why not? <laughs> Have you ever seen him? Don't, don't, thumb? <laughs> don't you need thumbs for that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You just need a couple of limbs. I don't think you need any thumbs. I don't need thumbs to strangle somebody. <laughs> I mean, to get a good grip, you need some thumbs. I don't need thumbs to strangle somebody. I just walk up behind him, put my arm around him. I would never even use oh, my thumbs. Oh, kind of a headlock way. Right. I bet you a cheetah could do that. Do they have that kind of crook where their elbow I think they got joints there. <laughs> and they're taller than people when they stand up, so that's fine. Well, especially like pygmies and stuff. They could strangle those people, no problem. <laughs> I'm just Finally, saying. we'll defeat the pygmies. <laughs> They've been looming over us for <laughs> centuries. So ridiculous. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> I can't even see the sheet. Um, Boeing has already sold nine of its 747-8 aircraft that have as an option a feature on the upper deck called Aeroloft that adds an eight-bed dormitory to the plane. I'm glad I spelled that wrong. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not seats that fold into beds, but actual beds. The plane costs around three hundred and fifty. So each plane only has eight beds. Uh, on the upper deck, uh -huh. there's a section that is outfitted with eight beds, and then the lower deck is completely customized for every client. So they probably have their own stateroom for, you know, the actual. Not to be confused with upper decking. Right. I don't. I don't know what that means. Very bad. Then don't mention it. <laughs> it sounds gross. Now that you it's made that face. Gross. You made that face, and I don't like. You want to know? Don't no, you? I don't at all. <laughs> Uh, For so those of you out there that know what it is, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Researchers at the iBionics Lab at North Carolina State University have successfully remote-controlled giant Madagascar hissing cockroaches by mounting circuitry on them. They hope to use the technology to allow the bugs to find people buried in buildings and mine collapses. Ah. Isn't that crazy? So they, how, how they, do the cockroaches know to... Well, what they do was... Okay, so the circuits are, are like attached to the back of the beetle. And then there are wires going from the circuitry to the antenna. Because uh -huh. what the antenna do is tell the bugs that they've hit an obstacle and oh, so they so need they to turn. Oh, so they can control the bugs. So they're actually remote controlling the bugs. That seems a little intrusive. They're cockroaches. Th they have feelings too. You don't know that for sure. <laughs> actually. That's never been proven. <laughs> Intel has been doing tests running computers in cases full of mineral oil. 
The reason for doing this is cooling. The mineral oil keeps the computer cool rather than using fans. And unlike fans, which use 40 to 60% of a computer's power to run, the mineral oil system only uses about 2 to 3%. The oil does absolutely no harm to the computer at all and only has to be changed out once every 10 years. Are they scented oils? That is so cool. That would be even better. Like an aromatherapy. Yeah, but not too strong because that gives people a headache. But um, but that's so cool. I mean, just so not like a jasmine or a lavender, but more like a fresh linen or like a cucumber and melon kind of thing, <laughs> you know. But you know what I mean? I mean, that's so weird to think about computers running in a in a in a case of liquid because you would think, well, that's probably not good. But it doesn't hurt the computer at all, and it actually cools it better than the fans. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jupiter got smacked in the face by a meteor the other day, which is good because Earth didn't. Um, and circling back to the iPhone five, a Chinese journalist posed as a new employee at Foxconn for 10 days so that he could see what it was like to manufacture the new iPhone. In addition, are a lot of notes about his first seven days there, during which he went through orientation and was subjected to what he calls mean training. You can read the article at an address that we'll post on the blog or on the website. I read some of it. It was pretty interesting and a little creepy. Uh, And finally, with all the news all the time, all the bad news about businesses screwing over their customers and employees, Here's a nice little story. 83-year-old Howard Cooper has owned a car dealership in Ann Arbor, Michigan for about 47 years. He recently sold it, but before he did, he made sure an employee retention clause was part of the sale, and he awarded his employees for their loyalty by giving each of the 89 employees a check for $1,000 for each year they'd been there, including a $28,000 check for the guy who drove the parts van and a $26,000 check for one of his mechanics. That is classy right there. That's very nice. That's very nice. Well, finally, that brings us to the point in the show when we reveal our votes for the best and worst moments of the last week or two or three, as it may be. Tony, please, I beg of you, as always, give us your worst, won't you? <laughs> uh, my worst would have to be, it's a twofer here. Oh, boy. Um, both dealing with the same thing. So two weeks ago, I had tickets to go see, well, I had tickets to go see Duran Duran. At a concert here. Uh-huh. And then I had ordered tickets to go see Hall & Oates at the same wow. concert venue. You were like ticket crazy. You, you were like hungry so like the excited. wolf. So excited. Uh, You're like a man-eater. All, uh, per, uh, for some reason, uh, Nick Rhodes was sick. Duran Duran canceled. Oh, my God. And the ticket broker I ordered the Hall & Oates tickets from never sent me the tickets. What? Hall & Oates never happened. So two concerts I was excited about didn't go to either. What, what happened with the, the oh, Hall & Oates I called my credit tickets. card company, and it was reversed, and I got my money back. What was the broker? Let's slam them online. Uh, sunshinelive.com. Do not <laughs> use them. They're crooks, right? Yes. That, that's what Tony feels? That's what I feel. Okay. Just making sure. I have no involvement in this whatsoever. <laughs> um, well, that's really disappointing. Yeah. So two concerts I was looking forward to, and neither happened. Yeah. But I didn't lose any money on either one of them, so. So when you buy tickets for a concert that's canceled, you get your money back? Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. Uh, Hall & Oates, how do they sound supposedly still? Pretty good? Did not go. I know, but what have you heard? Uh, I've heard Kiss on My List, Private Eyes. Um, Talking about Man-Eater. what have you heard about how they sound these days? <laughs> um, Kiss on My I List know. is a terrible song. <laughs> and I like Hall & Oates, but that's, that's a terrible the, song. That's the one I led with. <laughs> I know. But that's a, not a good song. Come on. What about Sarah Smile or... You know, rich girl. You know, the more of these songs we name, the more upset I am that I didn't go. So let's just move on. By the way, uh, you know, um, oh, God, what's her name now? One of the characters from Community, uh, the the uh, the girl with the dark hair, not 
the blonde. I don't watch Community. Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, anyway. There's a video of her and some friends of hers making the rounds on the intertubes uh, where they sing Rich Girl. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what the point of it is, but it's it's uh, it's very charming. Let's just put it that it's way. It's a great story. There you go. <laughs> Check it out. What, is that I, your, I would is tell that you your more, worst entertainment? I, of the I, moment no, moment I would tell you more if I could remember her name, <laughs> but I can't. Um, no, my worst entertainment moment of the week is, so, you know, we were watching that, that made-for-TV movie, Coma, that we both talked about before. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we didn't realize both were on the same night. So we watched the first one, but then we had already missed, like, the first half of the second part. So we re- set it to record later. Only when it recorded, it cut off the first minute or two. And there was, like, this huge cliffhanger at the end of the first part. And so then when we get into the second part, we miss the first two minutes. And the cliffhanger, like, there was no mention of it at all. It was completely resolved within a minute, and we had no idea what had happened. So, I I mean, you told me, and it sounded kind of... Basically what happened is the main character was being held Hostage, or captive. And, uh... And, and apparently, we didn't the people know how she was going to get out. The people holding her captive basically said, "Okay, you can go." Right. Uh, well, well, <laughs> well, we're not going to keep you here. You can, you can go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just so weird. It's <laughs> just so strange. Yeah, not a big, not a big payoff. To no, that that was like the worst cliffhanger ever. From how you described the resolution of it. Yes. But anyway, all right. What about your best? My best would have to be uh, Big Brother. I'm sorry, what? All the seasons that I've watched Big Brother. In fact, if you remember, at the beginning of this season, I complained about Big Brother, saying that this season was boring. They brought in old players to act as coaches, and I didn't like that whole dynamic. Well, if you remember at the beginning of when Big Brother was first introduced, I was complaining that it was stupid. Yeah, and I've I never watched pay, it since I didn't pay then. any mind to that. Okay. But, uh, by the way, I'm, this is my best entertainment moment. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then somewhere in there, they let the uh, coaches become part of the game. And then it became cutthroat madness, backstabbing and lying. Bing, and bing. <laughs> it really—it's been the best season of Big Brother ever. What do the coaches and, do? Well, no, nothing. Actually, three of the four coaches have already been voted out. Yeah. Now, do they kill these people when they're voted off? No killing. There's no murders. No. Okay. Slight maiming, but no killing. Okay. But I have to tell you, the best—the uh, best. There's this little unassuming, like nerdy guy on there, who's uh, severe ADHD or ADD. And uh, in fact, he's always like hitting himself in the head and like, but very charming yeah. and lovable. And like, you think he's harmless, but he's been the one masterminding a lot of these. Like, yeah, I think he might be faking it just from your description because ADHD people don't usually hit themselves in the face. Uh, That's not a common symptom of ADD or ADHD. Whatever. He's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Um, and he's not on his medication, whatever the medication is. Right. So it makes for good TV. I'm guessing since he's faking the ADHD, his medication is like Altoids. Um, that would be my guess. Yeah, I, I don't know about it. I'm either. just saying. But, um, very entertaining, and what's great is when these people get kicked off, and then they realize it's because of him. Like, there's a big, you know, right satisfaction for him and the audience. Sure. N- is so there go ever, Ian. I want Ian to win. Big brother. Is there ever a shot of him from behind where he then turns towards the camera and goes? <laughs> oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. He's very. He's his, sinister. He loves the show. He's loved the yeah. show since he was a kid. So like, this is his dream. And so, how he's long has really, the show been on? This is the thirteenth season. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, this was another show that came from the UK? No, I believe it started here. Oh, it did? No, you okay. know what? Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, okay. You know, in the UK, they have Celebrity Big Brother, where yeah. they have celebrities living in the house. I don't know why they don't have that here. Because people here think they're above that. Well. I, I, I think people in other parts of the world don't take their celebrity, as a general rule, don't take their celebrity status as seriously as people here. Perhaps. So I think that's probably why. 
I'm sure you could find people to do it here, right. but Danny they probably they probably would not be. <laughs> is he still alive? They probably would not be as high level celebrities as you could maybe get in other countries. Right. I'm guessing. Well, I have to say, whenever I read stuff online about like the Celebrity Big Brother in England, there's only like one or two celebrities that I've heard of. Yeah, they're yeah. all like British celebrities. Right, but there's probably a lot of those here too that they would not have right. heard of. You know. But I have to say, uh, one of the people that was just on their celebrity. Big Brother was a guy from Jersey Shore here. So they have some... That's weird. They have some knowledge of our celebrity. Yeah. Now, Jersey Shore is another show that came from the UK, right? <laughs> uh, my best entertainment... Oh, you mean Piccadilly Shore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Tony's never been to England, but... <laughs> Um, my best entertainment moment is okay. So this is a Guild Wars thing. This is what I foolishly started to talk about before, but then stopped myself. So one of the coolest things, in my opinion, that they've put in the game is um these things called jumping puzzles. Because you know, in all these games, you can jump, but it doesn't really serve any purpose. You know, it's just that as you're walking around, you can jump. It's like, well, so you know, it doesn't really get you anything because the the terrain sort of dictates where you can and can't go anyway. Right. So if they don't want you to jump somewhere, you're not going to be able to jump there anyway. So since you can jump in the game, they put in all these jumping puzzles, which are things that are not marked on the map and they're not official quests or anything like that. You'll just find this area and you'll... Like the first one that I ever found in the human starting area, there was a girl inside, you know, an NPC inside who was saying, okay, this time I'm really going to do it. And then she'd like run up to the edge of this cliff and she'd be like, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. This time for sure. I'm really going to do it. And she was just kind of going back and forth with herself. So you knew there was something to do there. And so you, you make a series of jumps through this, whatever the environment is, and you get to the end and there's some kind of, you know, usually some kind of bad guy you have to fight. And then there's a treasure chest there and you get some cool stuff and some kind of cake. achievement. You get cake. There's no cake. The cake is a lie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, nice pickup. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> So I had heard that in Lion's Arch, that huge city that I told you about, that there were because most of the jumping puzzles are out in the country; they're not in the cities. Right. Um, but I had heard that there were jumping is really frowned upon in the cities. Well, you can't get too crazy with all those people around. Right. You what know about what parkour? Is there any parkour? Uh, it depends on how fast you run and jump, I guess. <laughs> That's up to you. Um, so I had heard that there were some in Lion's Arch. So I was I was trying to get one of the vistas, you know, to to complete the map. And I was in the area where this vista was, and I noticed that behind the building where I was, there were some like hay, what looked like hay bales stacked up. And so I thought, well, maybe there's a, a you know one of the jumping puzzles here. So it turns out you you jump over these hay bales, and then you're like in this little sort of corridor behind these rocks, and there are a bunch of trees there, but you can walk right through the trees. And then so I knew I was at one of the jumping puzzles. Well, this jumping puzzle turned out to be one of the most fun and surprising video game moments I've had in years. The it, it was really, really elaborate. So you go through this whole jumping puzzle, and some of the jumps are pretty challenging, and you know some are easier or whatever. And then you find yourself in this sort of maze inside a mountain that has a bunch of false walls, but a lot of them lead back to where you already were, and some of them lead back to another section. So then you get to another section past that, and you have to do some more regular jumping puzzle stuff. And then you get to this area where, and the whole thing, there's a story that goes along with it where this pirate has hidden this treasure in there. and His, it's his booty. And, right, his booty. And it's his ghost that's sort of tormenting people who wander in there now. And so you get to this one part where everything's in complete darkness, but you still have to jump across these pillars, you know, of rock. 
And so you have to figure out some way to, to make the jumps without falling and, you know, either having to start over or getting hurt or whatever. And um, and then by the end, you get to the treasure room and then there's, you know, some other trick to well, getting out of it. how do you do in the, the dark? The... Well, what I did was I had a rifle with me, so I kept shooting the rifle off so that the muzzle flare would, would show me at least a little bit of what was around me. Ah. Um, That's very smart. So there, are, there were other things happening. Like what about it a seemed, torch. You didn't have a torch. Uh, I did not have a torch, but I had the rifle. Are there torches? There are torches. I didn't have one. Should have had one. I didn't have one. Um, but it was just a really cool surprise and something fun that's different from the normal questing in games that you still get some cool rewards from. And it was just, it was a really neat little experience. And, you know, I've, so now I've been looking for the jumping puzzles in all the different areas that I go into. Cause they're usually, like I said, a nice diversion and something kind of fun and you get some, you know, ridiculous little reward from them. But, uh, but no cake, no cake. I have yet to get cake as a reward. Unfortunately, you have anything else you want to go over Tony? <laughs> I believe that's it. That's it? That's, that's all, all you got? got? Yep. Uh, any, any messages or anything else you'd like to convey to our listeners? Nope. I gave it thought, though. <laughs> <laughs> For how long? Uh, like a moment. Wouldn't you like to remind them that they can send us messages? and, and Yes, then... please do that. That Well, that's your job. You tell them that. Yeah. Well, don't forget, uh, we love to get your, your mail, so send mail to us at, uh, what do we say? Pause.com. Yeah, but what address did we use before? Did we ever give out the address? I don't know. Just post oh. it on the Facebook wall. Yeah. All right. We'll just post it on the Facebook wall. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns, any of that stuff. Uh, don't forget that you can subscribe on iTunes. And if you do that, please leave us a review and a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. And as always, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Shamon. Shamon.